Hello, Defenders. Uh, this is Andrew Harris. You are listening to Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. Hope y'all are doing well, enjoying this new year. And as always, joining me it's is... It's February. It's too late to mention the new year. Andrew Decker. Welcome, sir. <laughs> that, that Just swooping on in with like I'm, a little jab, man. I'm just saying, you know, curb your enthusiasm. It actually, like they I'm say, excited. In, in that show, they actually say after January the 5th, it's too late to tell someone Happy New Year. So, oh. so you... You blew it. I just want yeah, you to know that. I, I know, like, this January, there's a lot that went on, and, and um, you know, it, online there's all those... It's February 15th. You've already I missed Valentine's it. Day, dude. What happened? Oh, my, oh yeah, this, this episode's dropping on the 15th. That's right. <laughs> um, so, but but I, I know, like, to me, I think January just kind of flew by. It's always amazing to me how fast time flies. And really, I think it's because we both love our job. We have fun with it. Uh, we have fun with this podcast, and before you know it, like we're we're back, you know, recording another episode. Right, and something that I heard just the other day: the days are long, but the years are short. That's a good one. That's I like good, it. I'm going to write I that like down. It. You should, you should write down everything I say, Andy. It might I, help you. I have a notebook for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we're actually here. Uh, we're going to talk about jury selection, Ooh. and part of it is it's been on Andrews in my mind uh, because both of us have several trials coming up in the next couple of months. Um, literally this morning I've been working on prepping for, for two trials, two big ones. Uh, I know Andy's been prepping for a couple of trials he has coming. That's right. And so it's on our mind. And so literally it, it's what we want. What's what we're working on. That's right. Um, uh, and so we thought that it would be a good idea to talk about jury selection and kind of how it happens here in the state of Texas. Yeah. The, you know, I think any defense attorney or really any attorney, um, litigation attorney out there will tell you that closing argument is their favorite part of trial. That's when you can really bring the drama out from your case and, and really bring it home. But jury selection is across the board, I think, the most important phase of trial. Yeah, there, there's there are some theories out there that basically, if you're going to get a not guilty, you've got to be 75% the way there before by the end of jury selection. Yeah. By the time those six or 12 people sit down in the jury box, you better be 75% the way there or you're never getting there. Agreed. Um, Wholeheartedly. And so you really can't spend enough time prepping for jury selection. Uh, and I'm going to give a shout out uh, to the Texas Trial College, the Tim Evans Texas Trial College. Both of us have been there over the last few years. Fantastic. And, and, uh, that arc that they tell you to prepare for, prepare for where you think you want, where you want to do that closing argument, right? Yep. What is it you want to close with? What points do you want to be able to bring forward in that closing argument to say, my client is not guilty and here's why. Yeah. And then you have to back up through trial and your jury selection already has to be laying the foundation for those points. That's right. Um, and so, so as we do jury selection, really in some ways, uh, on a case I, I'm working on, probably my next trial, I literally sat down a couple of mornings ago, uh, five o'clock in the morning. I wake up thinking about it. It's it's the way I, the way my mind works. And I literally, even without having any the case file in front of me, I sat down with a piece of uh, yellow pad and wrote several pages of what are the issues, what are the questions, what are the things that I want to make sure I bring forward. Why? Because I've got to have those. I've got to be building towards those for closing argument, and I've got to be prepared to talk about them as early as jury selection. Yeah, and and that's um, 
you know, that's the normal part of uh, what I hope most uh, criminal defense attorneys are doing in preparation for their trials. Um, I, I think everybody has a different system, but generally the same uh, goal. Well, obviously our goal is... Yeah, because we know Andrew's not getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning to write anything no. down. No. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, we're different people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe 6 o'clock. I, I don't start writing till 7. I mean, that's a rule. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but start developing that theme of your case, those big points, those big issues that Andrew was saying. Uh, you really want to have a consistent theme throughout your trial, and you can use that theme in jury selection. And, uh, Andrew, I think you were just telling me a story. You were asked recently how to practice jury selection. Do you have an answer for that? Right. So so I, I was at a happy hour with some law students who were interested in criminal defense or criminal law. Some of them wanted to be prosecutors. That's okay. Uh, it's they'll okay. The, yeah, they'll yeah. get there. Um, <laughs> it's a great way to start a career. That's how I did it. It's a great career. Yeah. Th- thank God there are some really good career prosecutors. We, we know a couple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know two. The rest of you have to figure out which two those are. No, just That's kidding. That's right. Um, uh, so... I was asked, and I said the part the, the best way to practice is to think about you know basically go over it in your head, practice it in your living room, practice in front of your mirror. But at the end of the day, some of it is take some facts of a case and and go over them with people that you know and trust um, who aren't lawyers, who aren't especially <laughs> who are not lawyers, who are not. If if, if you get caught up in the legal jar- jargon, they're going to look at you blank faced, and you're going to go. Yeah, that's one of them. That's one yeah. that literally you and I talked about a case with my with my wife that's the other right. day, yeah. and she goes, "I don't care." Yeah, that that important. may be a legal issue, but I don't care. And we both were like, "But oh, but but it's really important. Okay. It's an ethical issue. <laughs> yeah. It's a and, and she's like, "So yeah, so what?" She goes, "Did did they do it or not?" And we we're like, "Oh, okay, all right." So my wife's a good example. Yeah, we were losing sight of the forest for the trees, right? I exactly. Mean, and that and that's kind of like really presi- like going over these questions, um, maybe some of the different scenarios you want to present to a jury panel, a, ver- uh, a veneer panel. Um, y- you really, so, you know, sometimes we take a high level look at things or, or use special words, and like veneer panel. Yeah. Like, so 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 just so you know. <laughs> We're in Texas. Oh, that's we do yeah. voy dire. The rest of the world does voir dire. And I, as a human, say jury selection. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all the same, although it's not a direct translation from the French. Really, the, the French is to speak the truth. We're asking people who are, could be on a jury, will you tell us the truth about how you feel about a certain issue or what you think about a certain ex- issue so that hopefully we get a jury that's fair? Yeah, and it's... We call it jury selection. It is the process by which a jury is selected, but the attorneys itself are not doing the selecting. Right, right. So I want to back up. I want to go back up just a little bit on the on the how do you practice. So uh, how do you practice? Finish well, that story. I, I do want to finish that story. So uh, we had a whole episode on the chicken killing. Um, <laughs> nice, thank you. Uh, and and with that. I presented some some of the facts of that case to some of my friends. Uh, I'm in a running group. I know looking at me, no one would ever believe that. Please don't look it up. Um, <laughs> but I do I do run a lot. 
And so I, so in that, you know, you're with be these people an hour or two, some Saturdays uh, running. And I was like, hey, can I pick your brains? And I threw out the fact pattern. And most of them were like, who cares if he shot a chicken? That's a felony. I mean, yeah. like you could see the the issue. Two women, though, and they, they both have any women, winced. And it was the first two that ever winced as I've discussed this case. And I, and I said, tell me more. Yeah. You know, wh- why did you wince? And both of them happened to be vegans. So violence against animals is a big deal to them. Right, right. In any form. In any form. And so the idea that you would just shoot one for eat, pecking at pecking at you know the ground or being in your yard, uh, you know, with, without going into full detail, they that really bothered them. Thankfully, I knew the county I was going to be in. Uh, probably having a vegan come in for the jury panel would be very slim. But obviously, I would ask, "Is anyone in the room?" But it, it reminded me, I need to ask, "Is anyone here a member of PETA yeah. uh, for the the ethical uh, treatment of animals?" Um, is anyone here a vegan? Is anyone here have a problem with uh, the processing of animals for for consumption, human consumption, yeah. for the making of materials? Well, why? Those would be signs that they would never want an animal hurt by human hand. Yeah. They would not be. They may not be enough to, to, to strike them for cause, and we'll get to that in a minute. But it would be a warning signal to me. This is not someone I want on the jury, and that will get us into now. Now we're in a jury selection. There you go. But that's how you right. practice. You literally put out some of the stuff to people and go, "What is it that they go? I don't care." Or right. those are the reactions that that we need to uh, to hopefully not have on our panel for our client. Yeah. So so when you're thinking about your case, you're thinking of the issues. You know, you're going to be a little restricted in getting like into the detailed facts of the case. You can, you can touch on them a little bit, um, but you're going to want to have like analogies to your case just to see, you know, what, uh, what a jury's thoughts and opinions are. Run those analogies past other non-lawyers just to get, just to get a sense of mm-hmm. uh, whatever, mm-hmm. but you can never really practice. Uh, they, I know they have moot court out there that's available and whatever, but the only, the best practice is actually just doing it. You know, there's looping strategies where you're trying to get as much feedback from as many people as possible uh, with juries. And that takes a lot of practice, a lot of just actually setting cases for trial and teeing up and doing it. Yeah. And that, that can get scary because the consequences yeah. can be can be great. There's a lot of anxiety there, I think. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of like newer attorneys would have um, when I was a newer attorney, I should say. I had, you know, maybe some p- performance anxiety. I knew other attorneys would be watching and stop laughing, Andrew. What do you? Come on, man. You're, you're worried about people watching your performance. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> family show. Uh, all right, um, all right. <laughs> I say a family show, and it's like probably nothing but criminal defense attorneys. <laughs> right, right. And half of, and half of our episodes have to put an e. Yeah, for, yeah. For we drop in f bombs every right, time. Right. Well, um, our, our our guests do. Well, um, so, uh. But there's a lot of anxiety that comes from talking in front of a group of anywhere from 20 to I had once 95 people on a panel. Correct. Uh, yeah, I've had that, I've had I think uh, 80 was the most I've had yeah. on the panel. And right. and good luck, you know, uh, if it's your first trial, getting those individuals on your panel. Well, to and, talk and in the course of uh, just sometimes an hour and a half or two hours after they've already sat through the prosecution's hour and a half or yep. two hours getting 80 people to talk to you when they automatically know 
you're sitting next to the person who's accused of a crime. They don't want to talk to you. Right. They don't want to give you anything. Why? Because the guy or the gal that's sitting next to you is the one that's accused of a crime. And there are a few of them in that room that go, he did it. She did it. Automatically. Automatically. That's that's it, something you have to address like pretty pretty quickly at the right. beginning so, of your so, board we'll, um, we'll get into that specifically. I know. I, I know. Later, we're... We were worried about filling up a to- uh, enough time on jury selection on uh And then we wrote down a few things and we we're like, hey, this can be more than one episode and this is already taking longer and we haven't even gotten to our topics yet. Um uh so let's get to our topics. Okay, so <laughs> so first I I'm I'm going to switch them around a little bit because I think we got to know how we get a pool there yeah. before we start talking about jury selection. Right, where do these people come from? Yeah, where do these people come from? Um this is not an esoteric question, it's also not a biological question. It's literally a a, a legal question. Two people love each other. Right. That not that they, that that not that question. No. No, oh. no, that's what I said. It's not it's not it's not that. It's also not, you know, like, you know, uh why are we Existential, here? Existential, yeah. No, no. This is jury service. Uh, it's a civic duty. It's a it's a it's a public duty that, as citizens of the state of Texas, that we sometimes get called to do. Have you ever been called for jury jury duty, Andrew? I have been called for jury duty, but I've never actually. Um, I've always gotten an exemption or exception, uh, so I didn't have to report in. Wow. What about you? I have been called. I've been called uh, three times. Um, been selected. I was selected on a civil trial, um, and then while I was. Uh, in the prosecution clinic, I was sol- I was on the jury pool for a case that I was going to sit a second chair on. Fantastic. Uh, but I was a student, so I just put in my exemption. We'll talk yeah. about those. And then um, I was also on the jury pool for, a, for the federal court. You had to call in every afternoon after 3 o'clock for a month to find out if you had to report the next day. Oh, it, it yeah, was, federals are they're, they're intense. Th- their rules, we're not talking about that, but that was, that, that was nerve-wracking. I was like... Thankfully, that was back when Judge Mahon was still on the bench, and I would have been like, when I showed up, I'd been like, hey, uh, do you know uh, Eldon Mahon in the next courtroom? That's my friend. Um, maybe that would have pro- probably pro- not helped Probably you. wouldn't have helped me. In no. fact, in fact, <laughs> McBride would have been like, great, you know how to send someone to prison. We got this. Sorry, no offense to our judges. Um, and uh, we're not talking federal. We're not talking federal. Another tangent. Right. That's okay. So, so where does a jury pool come from? And the pool are the people that are called to show up for jury selection uh, in any given court on any given day. Uh, first of all, they're gonna someone is gonna receive a summons in the mail saying report to uh, the courthouse on a given time at a given day. Um, and some courts, some state, some some states, some counties now will say uh, you can go online and fill out a registration and yep. do some of that online. Uh, I encourage you to do that uh, because it's easier, it's cleaner. Uh, you don't have to worry about handwriting it on your yeah. lap on a clipboard. Um, saves a lot of time. Save, yeah. Saves a lot of time, and it actually lets us as attorneys, both state and the defense, get those a little earlier uh, to read through them and see uh, what wonderful opinions you might have, what you read, what you watch, where you watch TV, you know, what you watch on TV, yeah. um, what your hobbies are, what your religious preference uh, if you're married or not, blah, blah, blah. May, it may actually give you a clue as to what type of case this is. I know, you know, in the county that we primarily practice um, on a certain cases, like if it's a serious case, they will ask if, you know, if, if you've ever been affected or somebody you love has been affected by um, a, a similar charge. Um, so, you know, that may give you some idea of what you're, of what you're looking at as well. Right. So... 
So they call a pool, um, and if it's a misdemeanor, so something for which you can't do more than a year in the county jail for, uh, generally, well, there's going to be six people eventually selected for that juror mm-hmm. jury. Uh, right. uh, and, and, and what I found is it's usually about 20 people. They yeah. call about 20 people. Panel. Yeah. When you... My last my last misdemeanor trial was twenty people. I was right. actually surprised that it was that few, um, but because I I try mostly felonies and they're all you know minimum of seventy five. Yeah, I would people. say sixty sixty is a low felony number yeah. now. Um, but yeah, misdemeanors are going to be between twenty and thirty generally. Sure. Yep. Um, and then a felony, they're going to call somewhere between 60, and, and if it's a really controversial or heavy issue case or well-publicized, it, it might be 90 or even more. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, and the, the really serious capital cases, jury selection itself could go three weeks. I mean, if you're trying to um, to get a panel that is death penalty qualified, it, it's going to um, really take a lot of individual questioning of the jurors. Um Right. So where do they? So where these people come from? What do we say? Driver's license, registration, voter registration, and uh, state ID. So state basically, ID. basically, they're going to use your address. Uh, you have to be qualified to vote, but you don't have to be a voter. It used to be they only used the voter registration, and they realized yeah. a lot of people just never register to vote. Right. Which is sad. Another civic duty. You, we encourage you to do vote. Absolutely. Why not? What's it going to hurt you? Right. Yeah. You know. Get off your duff. Yeah. Duff beer. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> they are not a sponsor. <laughs> they are not a sponsor. They're check bounced. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but they but they use all those to pull names, uh, and they're supposed to be randomly generated, and you get called to go to court. So you show up, and then you get sat in what's called a jury pool or or a voidire panel or a veneer panel or uh, a pool for jury selection. All those are the same thing. Yeah. Um. But but let's talk about what what it takes to be on jury service. You, you have to be a, you have to be eligible to vote. So you have to be at least eighteen years old. Yep, that's right. You have right. to be a U.S. citizen. You have to live within the county in which this takes place. And we're assuming these are these are jailable misdemeanors and felonies. We're not talking about traffic tickets or something like that. Okay, right. Um, you have to be a resident uh, again of the state and of the county. Um, you have to have good moral character. So if you have a felony on your record or if you've ever been charged and, and uh, found guilty of a theft or a primarily theft or fraud, you cannot serve as a juror. And technically, that's any level theft. So even a petty theft, um, you know, you stole, uh, you know, a bag of hot dogs out of, uh, out of the grocery store and they mm. cost a total of three bucks. Uh, and you get found guilty of that, technically you can't serve on a jury because you've been found guilty of theft. Right. And remember from our prior episodes, theft is a, a crime of moral turpitude. Right, right. So you do not have good moral character. You have to be able to read and write the English language. Um, and literally, I've, I've had several uh, jury panels where watching, I no one ever, you know, like, like you watch someone and you listen to them answer, and towards the end as we were trying to figure out what to do with certain people I said judge I think we need to bring in juror number 25 I don't think they speak good English right it would be it, it would be an issue for them to sit uh, as a juror and understand 
right. facts and, of the and case. Right, and sure enough, uh, I've had two people in, in the state agree. There, you know, once we brought them in and asked them something a little more in a little more quiet area, they said, you know, I, I don't speak good English. Yeah, um, they were U.S. citizens. They were born here. They just it's just not their first language, and to try to follow something intently and purposefully for two or three days would have been burdensome to them and probably not led to to justice for either side. Right, right. Um, so you can't have served served for a juror over a certain amount of time, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, those are the primary qualifications. Right. So, you know, we have a system of local, locally administered justice in our country and in our state. So um, the, the, you know, a jury of your peers, if you're charged with a crime, basically just means um, these types of individuals who are from your county. It's not going to be the same type of um, individual who may be from your socioeconomic class. It's not going to be, you know, if, if somebody's on, if we have a defendant charged with, you know, possession of methamphetamine, it's not going to be other people who have tried or are currently using methamphetamine. It's just going to be people of good moral character from the county that we're prosecuting the case. Right. And, and depending on where you live, uh, if you live in a small town that also has a large city inside that county, uh, we, we, uh, several of the counties we practice in have this, the odds are they're going to be from the large city just right. by, just by statistical anomaly. Right. Right. And so by your peers, it's not the guy that lives down the street or people that look just like you or people your age or people who, who think like you. It is your your larger scale neighbors, anyone inside your county, uh, will will be considered your peers under the law. So we get you know these individuals in; they're all brought in. Let's assume that they've all been qualified uh, by the judge prior to us starting. We go through our jury selection, and well, hold on, hold on. What? What if? What if? What if uh, you know, I said that that I got an exemption. Yeah. When I was a student. There's some exemptions. There are some things that get you get you. You can say, "Hey, I don't want to come in for jury duty," and they are actual legal exemptions. Well, maybe we need to go through those in case you know somebody realizes, "Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to go for jury duty." I um, got an exemption when I was in college because I was a full time student, not uh, not living in you know my primary residence county. So I got called when you know when I was living in Fort Bend County. I was away at A and M for uh, college and. Full, I think full-time student right, and full-time. probably not living in the county full-time is probably my exemption. Uh, well, you are a person enrolled in actually attendance in, at, in actual attendance at an institution of higher education. Which, you know, your wife would would kind of question Would question about, about A&M, being, A&M having part, higher education, yeah. right? Um, um, but it is, <laughs> for it, anybody listening. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you're also an Aggie. I went to the law school, and that's what was my exemption was because I said I was in the prosecution clinic. I was a student, and so I filled it out and said, "Hey, I'm a full time student at uh, in law school." Uh, also, if you're over seventy years old, but if you claim that exemption, it that's a permanent exemption. Mm-hmm. So if you're seventy one and you're trying to go on vacation, so you claim your exemption, they're never going to call you for jury duty again because you've exempted yourself permanently. Uh, if you have custody of a child under twelve. And that your being on the jury would leave that child unattended or with inadequate supervision. Yeah. Um, 
Right. Uh, I mean that we don't we don't want to leave you know young children out there. It's a safety issue. Right. Students in school really. Uh, it's mostly higher education, but it, you you do have an eighteen year old who could be a senior in high school. Right. Even maybe a nineteen year old. Um, as people sometimes start late so that they can grow those kids up a little bigger so they can get scholarships to go to go to college. Yeah. Um. If you if you are an officer, an employee of the Senate, the House of Representatives, any department, commission, board, office, or other agency in the legislative branch of government. I, I don't know if I've ever met a senator or a representative in the state or United States House that would be a uh, fair juror on any of my cases, actually. <laughs> so I'm glad that's in there. Right, right. Well, burn. Uh, th- well, that's assume that's assuming that they would claim their exemption. If there's any senators or congressmen listening, you may contact us directly to. You voice may contact your Andrew Harith, H <laughs> E R R E T H. Contact uh, me directly. I've got some right. things I'm, I'm unhappy with you about. I'm sure. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, th- this Keep is not a political on. venue. Uh, also, if you've served in a jury uh, previously in a relatively short time, and and those get those caveats become pretty. Anyway, we're not going to go through yeah. all those. Or if you're on active duty in the military service, they're not going to call you back from Iraq or Iran, Afghanistan, the Philippines, so that you can sit on a jury about our DWI. Yeah. That's a poor use of your skills. And thank you for your service. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, well done. Uh, so so those are exemptions. Those are things that you as a person can claim and not have to show up. Yeah. But you have to claim them ahead of time. Some people show up and then say, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, 75. I don't want to be here. And they're like, okay, bye, see ya. Or the person uh, who, you know, who, who finds out that because they have kids, uh, they can't. Uh, and so, so, yeah, contact, you know, your, your local clerk's office uh, ahead of time. And, it, and on your summons, it'll have, like, contact information there. Uh, it may even have the form to apply for an exemption um, located on that. Right, and, and th- there are some other excuses, like if you have a religious holiday in your faith uh, that is not a holiday on the U.S. calendar or the state calendar, um, i.e., uh, some of the Jewish holidays um, uh, right. are primarily the ones that come to mind. Well, those are not state holidays, so the courts are going to be in session. You can say, "Hey, look, that week, I, you know, that's Yom Kippur. I'm gonna be in synagogue, right. or I'm gonna be taking a religious day. They, they can't make you serve that week. Now, they may just pass you, and you have to come back in a month. Sure. Same thing with some hardships. You know, look, like I'm going to be out of the country on work. Well, again, we don't want people not to work for jury, uh, but they may say, "Well, uh, do you have anything scheduled for work in two months when we're going to need a jury next time?" No. Well, guess what? Don't schedule anything because you're going to be here. Uh, you, you've now been summoned for that day. Um, and, and then you come in and you get to you get to the court. You're going to have to go through security. You're going to, you know, so don't bring don't bring a gun. Don't bring your pocket knife. Uh, one of the interesting things is if you look on the stoop or kind of behind the bushes in most courthouses, uh, it's not unusual to find uh, that clip knife. Um, yeah. <laughs> because somebody left it in their pocket and they just they don't have time to run back to the car, so they put it someplace they think they can hide it. Um, uh, so no, you're going to go through security. It, it's a hassle. Don't wear your your shoes that you got to untie all the way up to the knees uh, because if they're that big, there's probably metal in them. They're going to make you take them off. 
And I see people like dressing up, like um, you know, wearing suits as you know, Vernier uh, men, Vernier women. What's wrong with wearing a suit? No, no, no. We're wearing suits, but you know, just if you are going to be on a panel, just remember, like you're going to be sitting and listening. Be comfortable. Just make yourself comfortable. Be respectful of the court. Don't come in your pajamas. Right, right. Uh, in your in your jammy jams, but. But be I'm, you know jeans is fine, a shirt is fine. It's probably going to be cooler. Please, in the please wear a shirt. Please wear a shirt. Right. Yes. This right. is not Florida. <laughs> okay, we have rules. Um, play, but but and, and and probably want that to be like a long sleeve or bring like a light jacket. It may be a little bit chilly in the actual courtroom. Right. So so basically dress. Um, I I, I say kind of business casual. Uh, when people have asked me, Andrew, what do sure. I need to wear? Um, you know, so, so jeans, if it's a guy jeans, maybe khaki pants, something like that, uh, a pullover shirt, uh, with a collar, you know, like, like a golf shirt or a button front shirt, something like that. Women, whatever you think is comparable to that. Um, uh, but you don't have to dress up. You're not trying to impress anyone. You just need to look right now. Nice. Defendants, you need to be wearing your Sunday best. For, for women, whatever that is um, for you. Um, for men, I always say, you know, if you have a tie, great. Um, if not, that's okay. A you nice collared shirt with a coat. This, this is a place where you and I disagree. I tell my, def- my, my clients, they're not defendants, they're clients. Okay. I tell my clients uh, <laughs> to, to, dress, to dress like they would dress to go to work or a little nicer, Right. Because if this is someone that's that's for example a ranch hand, yeah, they're gonna look really awkward in a tie because they never well, wear a tie. And I, and so I right. so I so I tell them I tell them look, you need to wear your best jeans. Make sure they're pressed. Wear 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 your going to town boots, not yeah, your mud clean boots. Them up. Yeah, you know, um, if the, if they work at Target or in retail, I tell them. Don't wear don't wear your logo. Don't make your company look bad, but wear something comparable to what you would wear to work. So so again, khaki pants, a, a pullover polo kind of shirt or a button front shirt. I want them to look like they look most of the time because I don't want them to look. My my fear is is that if you tell them to dress up and they go get a suit, it's going to be obvious to everyone in the room that man's never worn a no, suit before. Never wore a suit. And uh, and I guess like in some of the smaller counties, we've tried cases in that that fits a little bit better. Right. I, well, it yeah, looks a little yeah. bit more uh, appropriate. Right. Um, but again, that, that that's that's between you know our client and us, and <coughs> um, it's just a difference of opinion, right? And, and we're two we're two professionals, and we have differences of opinion. So wow, we've already gone over thirty minutes, and we've only gotten through the jury pool. Yeah, we've not even gotten into like what does you know what do you do during the actual process you know how do you how many strikes do you have how many maybe we, we will get to go on strike that's right uh in fact you just take a break bud uh, okay. i'm just kidding <laughs> um you know how, how many how many peremptory strikes do you have a challenge for cause yeah and what what are those things what do they mean um you know what is what is this uh, are we actually selecting a juror like they do on tv and some of those famous tv shows right the like no uh um, yeah, my wife and I watch Bull. I admit it. I, I watch a crime crime show, a, a, a jury show, and and I don't make fun of it. Why? Terrible. Why? Because when I watch Superman, I don't go. People can't fly. So if I'm supposed to be watching for entertainment, <laughs> I don't watch Bull and go. That's not how they do it. Occasionally, I'll go. I'll shake my head at that. That that was kind of silly. 
But on the whole, I, you know, I'm an attorney and I'm watching a show because it's fun. Not you know, that was my number one complaint on the Avengers movie. Like, what? People That's can't so fly. Unreal, man. There, there, there's, there's no such a talking raccoon. Right. <laughs> uh, the talking raccoon was more problematic than I am Groot. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I call you on your, on your, on your bad decisions. Um, yeah. So, so. <laughs> Again, we we still need to talk about jury selection. So we're obviously this we knew it was going to go into more than one. This may be end up being several. But next Could time be. we're going to talk about jury selection. How is it selection or deselection? How does that look? What are some what are some issues that can come up legally with jury selection? Uh, for those of you who who have legal minds and know know things, watch for Batson. The word is. Batson. That'll be coming up in the next episode. Uh, we're also so exciting. Then, it is exciting. Uh, we're going to look for for um, what can we actually talk to about a jury? Uh, how yeah. do we do it? You know, you you you've mentioned uh, circling back around. Yeah, looping, trying, looping, looping techniques. Um, um, what's or, a commitment question? Because that, that that's something. If you are preparing a jury uh, a, a jury selection a voir dire, right? Um, you are probably worried about commitment questions being objected to in front of this jury panel you need to know what your response will be when the prosecutor stands up to object exactly um th things like uh sorry i lost my train of thought uh the jury selections uh can we get into the facts of the case what can we say exactly How close can we align with all that kind of stuff and those are all covered in oh, case oh, oh, oh looping looping or or should should we lecture because oh, it's man. obvious you and i like to talk we're not going to talk about that right now yeah but Looping questions versus lecture, and, and, and again, that's a difference of opinion, not that you and I have, but some of our colleagues and have. And comfort, too, I think, you know, because it is, uh, y y you do need to look comfortable um, kind of deal, but we'll right. get into all that. Right. So uh, let's say, you know, next, uh, next episode, um, we next will ep talk about the actual selection process. Right. The procedure of it, and then maybe if we have time, we'll get into some of the finer points of... Batson and Wappler and Standifer, um, or maybe that'll be part three of right, our right. We, jury we, selection special. Beautiful. All right. You know well, what I love? It's not a DWI episode. It's not. We did mention one, though. That's okay. Um, so, so uh, again, look forward to, to more jury selection discussion in the next couple of episodes. Uh, for Andrew Harris, I'm Andrew Decker. Uh, we want to remind you to uh, like us on uh, Facebook. We have our Facebook page. Uh, we have our website, uh, texascrimdefense.com. Our Facebook page is Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. <coughs> Find us on Apple and on Google. Uh, you can like us there. You can subscribe there. You can write a review there. Please, yes. Um, give us a rating. Give us a shout-out. Yeah. Um, I heard this someone, uh, another podcast I listened to. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Share it with others. Share it with others. That's say, nice. Say, hey, these guys are nice guys. You should listen to them more. Um, but for, for again, for Andrew Harris, I'm Andrew Decker. Anything you have for us? I don't think so. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. All right. Bye.